Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Number three from Radio Row. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. What's going on, guys? How are we feeling? Three, feeling great. Three full days now in Las Vegas. We'll get to uh, what occurred last night. We, we all kind of separated, which was a little different. We, we each had different experiences last night. We'll get to that. You guys went to the uh, very lavish media party. I don't know. Very lavish. It was nice. It was a it was a it was a nice media party. I enjoyed it very much. According um, according to you, it was the best one that we that there's that the you guys three, of the three of I've the three. attended. Okay, it, it was I want the more best details. One, so I'll give you more details. We'll get some more details on that. I was at the Golden Knights game last night. Uh, something happened that was very similar to what happened year a uh, year ago. I'll explain. When we get to that. I will say I'm a little worried about I felt like this day's off to a weird start, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Two two incidences two incidents <laughs> yeah. that stand out to me. One, on our Uber ride oh, over, boy. a little light racism. Uh-huh. Right? A little early in the morning, uh-huh. I'll be honest, for some light racism. Yeah, it's six AM. Yeah, we got going about an hour earlier than, than yesterday today. And um well, the Uber driver uh w- was very talkative. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. uh yeah, there was a few uh few one liners in there, you know, yeah. which yeah. <clears throat> I, I almost kept my mouth shut after a while. I was, I, I almost was like, you know what? Trying, I'm done man. talking to this guy. I, I, it almost got to, it almost got to that point. We we can discuss then, that. There's a lot to discuss today about what happened in the last. I don't know, eight, twelve hours or so. And then secondly, over by there's this little area over by like the Vegas committee for like happy you came here. Thank you, the Vegas Super Bowl committee. Had some donuts out this morning. Next to there was a cart. <laughs> Had some bottled water in the plastic a little bit in there. So we thought, okay. So I didn't touch it, but some some like radio guy goes over there and he tries to grab a bottle out of there. The worker who had put it over there said, that is a private order of water. <laughs> Why would you do that? What is wrong with you? This was his reaction. And the guy was cool. He's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I thought it was for everyone. That's my bite. He's like, that doesn't ex-. he's just like, that doesn't excuse it. What is your problem? I was like, what is this? Man, the man just trying to buy, get a bottle of water. Relax. So I feel like everyone's on edge. This morning's been a weird start. Yeah, we're all feeling good, though. I feel great. We're we're feeling good. You can watch us on YouTube, Twitch, Vegas as well. And uh, we will here in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, at least fill you in a little bit on what what took place throughout the show uh, today. We've got a jam-packed show, though, as things start to heat up here from Vegas. So here's what we got in store coming up around 1045. Rich Gannon, 1130. Bobby Wood Jr., fresh off signing that massive, franchise record 11-year extension. Nate Taylor going to join us at noon. He's been covering the team all week long already. Ross Tucker, friend of the show at 1230. Pete Sweeney, friend of the show, insider. You guys saw him last night at the party. I haven't seen much of Pete Sweeney so far. I'll have to check in with Pete at 1 o'clock. And then Jake Laser, NFL insider, well-connected with the Chiefs organization, with Andy Reid, all that. He's coming up at 115. That's what we got planned, and you never know what else happens. You never know who else could stop by. Cam Newton just walked in the door right before we got on the air. Maybe he joins us later on this week. So uh, appreciate everybody for joining us. It's going to be another fun one uh, here from Vegas. On uh, we, we, we were laughing because there was a few moments, I don't know, what, 15 minutes ago where 
you're starting to get some of the the bigger national media names to walk in the building. Oh yeah, dude. And, Pat uh, McAfee was rolling. 40? Are you 15? It was more than 15 people, wasn't it? Well, besides him and his co-host, I was talking about like the people behind his co-hosts. So, yeah, maybe 15 or 20 people. At that least. was a big crew. Yeah, that was impressive. Who needs to roll that many? It was people? impressive. Who need, yeah. I don't. I don't want to roll that deep. Five, maybe, maybe. That's too many people to keep track of. Too many mouths to feed. I can't handle that. I give you like, there's Pat McAfee, and he was walking in the front like it was like a presidential motorcade, right? <laughs> him and a, him in front, AJ Hawk like right behind him, and then like 20 producers all filling in the rest behind him. And now, of course, their set is kind of bonkers. They got like a full basketball hoop and stuff. Well, they basically there. took the Pat McAfee set and just dropped it in here to Radio Raw. I mean, it's it's an impressive, it's an impressive setup to say the least. Yeah, I'd say so. You want to get Pat McAfee on the show? You think he'd come on the well, show? Well, told, we told Drew earlier in the week, if he if he's able to get Pat McAfee on the show, then uh, we oh, will Oh, you said buy him dinner. I would buy I would buy him dinner uh, when we get back to KC because I can buy him dinner here and just reimburse it. So that's, that doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't really count. I have count. to wait till we get back. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Look, looking at the game, which <laughs> I know we're going to talk a lot about more over the next three days as we get closer and closer to the actual Super Bowl, so many of the conversations around the people we've already had and will continue to have are around, hey, what can the 49ers do against Travis Kelsey? Saw a stat this morning about how San Francisco is significantly better at guarding tight ends inside the numbers versus outside the numbers, which means maybe they have to use Kelsey a little bit different. But I think what ends up happening in this game is because of the postseason Travis Kelsey has had, I think some people came into it thinking, well, we can guard Kelsey like any other tight end, you know, the way we would guard other good tight ends, not guard Travis Kelsey, who requires a different level of attention and a different level of detail. Now that I think the cat's out of the bag and they've watched him for three straight postseason games dominate the competition, I think that opens up the door for Rasheed Rice, who has been a very good player, but to be an even more important player in this Super Bowl than he has been in the other three games. Because I think all the focus is on Kelsey now. Yeah, he, he's shown once again that, no, he, he still can play at a Hall of Fame level when it matters most here in the postseason, yeah. three straight games. and. That, that is a focus area for most teams anyway, but I think you're right. There probably was at least a little bit of, all right, do we need to, do we need to have to give him as much attention the way the regular season was going, which I still – I almost stopped myself as I'm saying that because he still was 16 yards short of 1,000. So it's not like, oh, man, he only had you know 600 yards in the regular season and now he just turned it on. I mean, he still was a threat. It's just – it was a, a season in which he's getting double teamed, sometimes triple teamed, frustration, all of that, and – I think it wore him down, and now we all know he is in the last month had, what, two and a half weeks off, three weeks off, if you, yeah. if you count week 18 or so, to, to get ready for games. You know, this one's another, you know, it's a week and a half, two-week layover uh, before you get to Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so I think all that contributes to it. He will be ready to go, and these are the moments that he lives for. And so I, I do think there's something to be said for how teams could do that. Rashi Rice has to be that secondary option anyway, just because of all the issues we've discussed with the wide receiver room. Like, hey, who, who steps up? Because if I tell you that Rashi Rice has a rough game, then who's the, who, who's the guy after that outside of Kelsey that can step up? You, know, you, you start getting into the same problems we were discussing for much of the season. It's okay to, hey, you, you're asking for one catch from MVS or Justin it, Watson, it, Justin or, Watson one, one or two move the chains type of catches. But all of a sudden, if you're asking them to do more, I, I would like to think we're past that when we talk about this team that they have figured out uh, how to scheme open Rushy Rice, where he's best on the field. I also believe, you know, this is where Isaiah Pacheco, the first drive of the game, had a big-time catch. He only had maybe one or two catches the entire game, but – Scripted, they scripted a play. It was one of the first 15. They scripted a play for Pacheco, who ended up lined up at wide receiver. I would imagine there will be some other looks like that for him or Clyde, although uh, it doesn't seem like it'll be Jarek McKinnon uh, as the answer based on Andy Reid saying he's not going to even practice this week. I missed him earlier. You didn't mention that Cam Newton is dressed. Oh, he's massive too, exactly by the way. Exactly like I would expect Cam Newton. Yeah. He's they also have- just a massive human being walking around. How did, they, how did anyone play against him in college? Well, like, they, they didn't. He won a, you know, he won a Heisman yeah. and won a couple <laughs> national championships. They, they, they had, <laughs> well, that was always the point. Like, I think sometimes people would be like, well, Josh Allen's not going to break down because he's such a big guy. He can run that way. I'm like, dude, Cam Newton, you see the size of that man? He was as big as Josh Allen. His body eventually said, Trump, I'm out. That's it. Hey, Cam Nobody can. 34 years old. God, that's it? He's yeah. 34. Well, let's hope. We'll hope at some point that maybe for some chance we get Cam Newton later on in the week. But, yeah, I, I do think that, look, they, they – the one good thing about Rice, and we said this going into the postseason, uh, you know, we had the question, and now that we've seen it, 
he's lived with the pressure of being their best wide receiver long enough that I don't think that this one also gets too big. He had to go into a wild card round, a divisional round, an AFC championship game, and I don't know, the final eight weeks of the season, knowing he was one of two options really in the passing game for a long time for the Chiefs, and he's going to have to live up to that moment. I'm not saying put a Rasheed Rice MVP bet because you and I have talked about this. Yeah. If it's another receiver, it's probably Patrick Mahomes first. But I do think that Rasheed Rice is going to need to – I think he's going to need to be bigger in this game than he has been in the previous three, where Kelsey's been the star of the show. He's been number one, and then the other guys have been more involved outside of that. And so, you know, his how, that, how this game plays out might determine – how well Rasheed Rice does, especially probably against Charverius Ward. Yeah, so much has been made about how the Chiefs are going to to assign, if you will, and they don't they don't string, they they got some guys that'll float around a little bit in, in sure. the second year. But how much are they going to stick with Ayuk or Debo on that side? But yeah, well, I'll be curious to see how that that plays out with Charverius Ward and, and what they decide to do in the secondary as well. Um, and when you when you think about Rasheed Rice, he's not I think in the rookie category anymore. I mean, that that has been somebody who since week, what, 10, has shown, I think, that you can trust him. Just got done with the game in which the entire wide receiver room didn't have a, have a single drop as well. So I, I, don't, I don't believe you should have any, any question about can you trust Rasheed Rice anymore. I mean, I think he has shown enough. He's made big-time catches, big-time moments. He's also been banged up a little bit and still fought through uh, some sort of injury to continue to play. I mean, I think he's shown everything you would want from a, a guy that looks like an established wide receiver now that he's out there. And he seems also super calm about what what he's doing, and it, like he doesn't get too high or too low when he's asked about big time moments after post games. Like he's got a huge smile and everything, but he's not he's he's not overamped, right? I think he's just like no. so so level, and, and the moments not going to get too big for him, not going to be overwhelmed. Probably helps when you have the other guy we were just talking about, Travis Kelsey, uh, to kind of ease maybe some of the concerns from anybody thinking about a moment like that. Our big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. We're going to talk to Pete Sweeney. You mentioned at 1 o'clock today in the show. He just tweeted out. He's at Andy Reid's press availability in which Andy Reid said, Eric Bieniemy came in to talk to the offensive players ahead of the Super Bowl. I like it. Because I know that we talked about what Eric Bieniemy has been to other teams and the fact that he didn't get hired and all this other stuff. Everyone who was coached by Eric Bieniemy here loved him. Loved him for those same things. Like, it was always, the Chiefs fans were always like, he made us better. He made us tougher. He pushed us to be great, was the way they described Eric Bieniemy here. And he's been a part of multiple Super Bowl runs for this team in previous attempts. So I, I have no problem with Eric Bieniemy coming in to talk to the Chiefs players. As a motivational speaker, I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, you talk about wanting to get out there and, and, and punch somebody in the mouth. I mean, that, that's, that'll get you going if you listen to Eric Bieniemy talk. We, we've gone through all the other stuff and, you know, on a losing team and does that philosophy and, and old school approach work. But if you're just bringing him in, to speak to your team, which is essentially all they did. I mean, he has a connection to Kansas City, but it's no different. Other teams bring other individuals in. Sure. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan has somebody speaking to his team this week too, right? We just haven't found yeah, out who it is. Yeah, it's probably Jerry It's Rice unique here because Eric Bieniemy was just the OC, so there is a, a ton of familiarity with this personnel group. Um, so, no, I mean, it's only a positive in, in this role, right? In this role, it's only a positive. He's not coming in to, to help game plan. He is, he is coming in to basically remind them at who they are, what they have accomplished, what, who, you know, trust, trusting themselves and, and going out and getting them fired up to go and play on Sunday. Do you, if you're Andy and you're kicking around, you're having like a coffee in the office, do you hit him with the like, you got anything? You got anything up the old uh, sleeve? See anything that we do that you think maybe, would be better? Maybe. I think you probably maybe. have a general conversation. I think he's allowed to just be like, hey, did you think about this one? He's not employed. Dan Quinn sure. already said he's not coming back. He's available. He's a free agent to go to whichever team from a coordinator perspective. People bring in like, um, you know, small things like guys like that inside of these organizations and playoff runs all the time. And I, I see absolutely no harm picking EB's brain a little bit. We know that he was he was the Rose Bowl parade guy. He was all this little stuff. I don't think they're going to install a new play or anything. No, again, it's strictly saying, mot- motivation. Yeah. And that's that's where maybe uh, – this is not meant to be a slide at all about his coaching ability. But, like, that, th- we've always heard, like, how, how – 
he gets everybody yes. fired up and, and, and is able to motivate. That's exactly what they were asking him to do. And you know, we had, we, we had a chance, and maybe we'll we'll, we'll talk to uh, Jeff Darlington later in the week or whatever. We saw him walking around, and like he's been with the team all week. My guess is, I can't remember who's over on the 49ers side covering that team specifically from ESPN. My point being is, usually every Super Bowl, come Saturday or Sunday, there's a story, and it's like, you know, Kyle Shanahan brought in so-and-so. I'm told he's brought in and speak to the team and the players. Yada, you know, there was a reaction to what he had. To, like, there will be some story like that oh, that yeah. comes out about Eric Bieniemy and something he said. If the Chiefs sort of win the Super Bowl after the game, I, there will be some player that says, yeah, you know, EB came in and he told – there'll be, there'll be told me they're weak on that NBS deep cut. Well, it's not even, it's not even game stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, just there will be a line that he used or something. That, yeah, that for sure. Somebody, that, that stuff happens. It's nothing that uh, we haven't seen before. But I, I, I love it from – the angle of just strictly being someone to, to motivate the team and come in and talk to, to them. I think we got asked this, but it was ahead. It was all, it was ahead of the AFC title game too. You know, it's not that that's what it was more yeah. so than for this one. You and I were, um, you and I were inter- being interviewed by someone from the BBC yesterday. We did a little <laughs> joint interview, yeah. And they asked something that I thought was maybe something I had not asked myself yet, as far as it relates to this game. Where are the Chiefs going to win or lose this game? Like, one area for each. Where do they win this game and where do they lose this game? And I think the obvious thing for where they lose it is if they let the players outside of Christian McCaffrey absolutely go off. There is a limit for me on what Christian McCaffrey and the level you can slow down Christian McCaffrey. But if you really let Debo and Ayuk, those guys, take advantage of your corners for the first time all season long, that's where I feel like you can absolutely lose the game. The only other spot that stands out to me from that is if Allegretti held up once, but all of a sudden the tackle play shows back up, Allegretti's not Joe Tooney, and the offensive line melts down. Those are the two areas that concern me the most for the Chiefs going into this game. And as far as winning it goes, I think it's fairly obvious. Like, I would say something different for the Chiefs winning it. But damn it if I don't know it's true. I heard Brett Feach this morning say the same thing. Just don't drop the ball, don't get don't get penalties, and don't turn the ball over. I know it sounds staple even for the Super Bowl, but there's been no other key to the Chiefs winning, right? No, that's been the, the story of the entire season, this, the exact theme. And if you are worried you're going to wake up on, on Super Bowl Sunday and this team is trailing in the first half or trailing late in the fourth quarter, uh, a lot of people's guess would be, well, did they have a bunch of drops? Did they have a bunch of penalties, t- untimely penalties, and, yeah. and drive stalled in the red zone? I mean, that, it, the red zone still, even, even though the penalties and drops have gone away, this team still is struggling in the red zone. So, like, that that actually, to me, is way more likely of a scenario than even all of a sudden they start having the drops again. It's just, can they afford to have some of the issues, uh, the, uh, the the penalties in the red zone, and the, the, the red zone struggles as a whole? Will that stuff creep back in? Will that actually be what costs this football team? The other part, you mentioned Chris McCaffrey. I mean, it goes without saying. Debo Samuel, to me, is not being discussed enough this week. And, and, nor- and normally, normally that is the player that everybody talks yeah. about. But because they have Christian McCaffrey, that's where the focus is. I just think if look, you shut down Brandon Ayuk, maybe Christian McCaffrey kind of does his thing. Is Debo Samuel going off as well? Is Debo Samuel going to be a bigger factor in the running game? I think he is. By the way, for this game, it's much as the passing. Kyle Shanahan is going to have two weeks. You don't think they're going to have some creative ways to in the backfield or otherwise to line up Debo Samuel and get him the football. I don't know if it's on the first drive or if it's later in the game. Like that would be still a player that I, I don't think anybody should be underestimating. And you're like, and we all know who he is. But when you have so many star players on offense, I think it's easy to to focus on Ayuk and Kittle uh, and McCaffrey and, and somehow Debo's in a weird way getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I know. Then that's just because of the sheer number of weapons they have. They got a tight end who performed just as well as Kelsey in the regular season. Christian McCaffrey's nuts. Brandon Ayuk is a 1,500-yard wide receiver. So it's easy to forget about Debo in that situation. We know the weapons they have. This is why I still love the secondary, and that matchup becomes so important for how they win or lose. Like, that's that's why to me, you know, like, to me this does matter where and how they're going to be able to guard those. Because I think Tripp McDuffie's great. I think Pro Football Focus named him the most improved player from last year to this year on the Chiefs. And I don't know that I disagree. Trent McDuffie went from being a really good rookie corner to an all-pro corner in a year. So he may very well be their most improved player. But it still means, like, Legereus Need, maybe he can slow down Ayuk. He's the only physical corner who seems to have been slowing down everyone this side of Justin Jefferson. So great. But then you're still going to have to deal with Debo and those things, which linebacker play and all that stuff comes into factor because – you and I both know they use them all over the field. Coming up in 25 minutes, we'll be joined by former NFL quarterback, former Chiefs quarterback Rich Gannon. 
of course, uh, won the MVP back in 2002. Get a QB perspective on both what he sees from Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes in a game like this and in Brock Purdy's first Super Bowl appearance. All that coming up as we're live in Las Vegas on Radio Row. And don't forget, as you're getting set for the big game on Sunday, to visit Jefferson's in North Kansas City or the Lerlinexa location for 15% off online orders, carryout, delivery, promo code 610SPORTS. Limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. So as I said, the start of the show last night, we were uh, in different spots. You guys went to the, the media party. I saw the video, so start there, uh, and then I went to the Gold Knights game. But I saw on our station account, you guys put out, there was an F1 simulator or something? Okay, so I know you don't watch Parks and Rec, but for the people who reference this, this is essentially the vibe of the media party. It was treat yourself. You want to do an F1 simu- simulator? Treat yourself. You want to go upset upstairs to a live performance of Elvis impersonators or tap artists or singers in the burlesque area? Treat yourself. You want to go upstairs to the club? Treat yourself. It was food everywhere, lots of variety of food, great cocktails, F1 simulators, in which Drew, for at least a brief period, was second out of everyone at the media party. I think when we left, he was third, but still yeah. impressive all the same. Wow. It was a blast. It was a good time. You missed out. They it, had massages. It was a lot of fun. They, they did. did. You, did you take advantage of the massage? That was kind of a line, man. Very tempting. Did. There was like, a line, uh, like just f- f- like just like little neck shoulder massage. No, like a full yeah, like full blown in the yeah, chair. Yeah, it was. Like, oh, there you get go. Get the lower in, back in, in your upper and your traps and your shoulders. <laughs> I, I needed it, but uh, we. That, 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 was, that was towards the uh, that and it was towards the end of when we were about to head out. Where did, anyways, you said Drew ranked second on the F one. So where did you rank? Off the board. Okay. They only did top ten. They, I was yeah. a full second off of one forty. Was my best lap of the night. 139 was top 10. So, like, I was pretty good, Close. but not top 10. Not good enough. And for all I know, it's a fraction of a second. I might have been 55th. 140 <laughs> might have been everyone's time. I don't know. I just wasn't on the board. Drew's done it before. So, like, he had been – he'd raced one of those simulators before. And he was watching – and I'm not kidding. He was watching YouTube videos of people before. running the track, so he knew the turns. That's how much it I did want to get a little bit of a – watching a video to, te- to train? <laughs> well, no. Yes. It was – was I, kind of wow. was going. It was did the, you get anything if you would have won, like it finished no, first? No, we, we did ask. There's, there's nothing there. But, yeah, I, I – it was the Vegas track, obviously. Um, uh, it was the Vegas track, and I was like, you know what? I've never I, – I used to get the F1 game where you'd race at all the tracks and everything like that. But to make a long story short – I was like, you know, I, I want to be prepared going into this. So I, I pulled up somebody playing uh, the game and doing it just to get a good a, a good gauge of it. I think you got three clean laps. Like if you wrecked your car, you'd be able to go again. But you got three clean Did, laps. Was there anything like we had in Miami where, was it Rob Ryan that was dancing on the – he was on the dance floor dancing? There were so – Which you're like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. But, no, he was by himself dancing. That's why I bring it up. No, no. There was so – it was too big. There were so oh. many people, three levels, all at the F1 Plaza. And again, level one racing, level two casino burlesque, level three club. And all the outside stuff when we first got there with like, they were doing Lunar New Year celebrations. They were doing like whole performances on a stage. Yeah. So each, each level had its own thing going on. And as you well know, every media party comes with like, they usually have like a gift to hand out. Yeah, and? They, so we year? forgot about it. Till, hold on, we forgot about it till the end. Someone it, told yeah. us where the gift was, and there was only one left, so we got it for you. The last one. The very last for one. For me? Yes. For you. The Why very would you get me the gift? Well, because, you know, Drew and I both can't get it. The, I'm dead serious. They said, this is the last one, so Whoa. I got you a gift. Oh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? That was the gift? This ugly Las Vegas Raiders hat? This was the gift? That was this, the gift. This trash? Like, get that out of here. Get that out of here. You don't want... Th- we brought uh, you a gift. I, I mean, very, ni- very nice of you guys. I'm surprised there weren't hundreds of them left over. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders had. Are you kidding me? Get that thing off this chief logo table. <laughs> that, there's the trash can. See, He's going to throw it away? This is the trash can. There might the be a Raiders, Raiders hat is going in the trash. <laughs> in the trash. That was a brand new hat. It's well, still got the tag well, on someone it. Someone else can grab it. Let the Raiders fans grab it. They'll, gla- they'll gladly dig through some of that trash, I think. That was it. There was a table full of them. So was the, that was the gift. That, well, that was—I mean—that was at least the one I saw. Sure. Oh my goodness! There, there was there was a so in the club level there was a, a dance floor like where you could break dance essentially. And, and <laughs> oh, and, I would love video of and, this. And, and <laughs> I wish I wish I could break dance. <laughs> we, I wish I could dance like that. That'd be cool. And then Cody said the story. Cody, Cody told me the story of the of him and Pete doing the. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a video of Pete the, uh, and I in Miami. We went to a speakeasy oh, club where you had to like okay, okay. pull a book off of a shelf. 
And there's a video of Pete and I in Miami, like, coming out of fog dancing after we had consumed some drinks. You can ask Pete about that when he comes in. We'll, ha- we'll have to. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the Golden Knights game uh, and, and how that went because something happened that reminded me exactly of a story you – Wait, David and Pedro? Did little, you meet David and Pedro? I did not Pedro? meet David and Pedro, but it's, it's a little similar to that. I'll okay. explain what happened at the Golden Knights game last night. Plus, we're going to be joined by former NFL quarterback Rich Gannon right here from Las Vegas. You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio. Back here in Las Vegas, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Order Online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family size. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Pizza with promo code 610 and by... Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. We're expected to be joined by Rich Gannon coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes or so. Does great work over at Sirius XM. And so we'll uh, get his perspective on Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes in this particular matchup. And a reminder, later on today, Bobby Wood Jr., fresh off that 11-year extension, coming up at 1130 he will join us, not from Vegas, but from Kansas City. That would be something if he was already in Vegas just like that. He's, he's going to be heading out I mean, of Arizona. I guess he could have been to Phoenix pretty yeah. quick. But. Yeah, He'll, they'll be getting ready for spring training. Some of the guys uh, you know, already left from the Royals rally last weekend and went down to, uh, to surprise Arizona, or at least the Arizona area, uh, immediately. Uh, before we get into uh, one of the more important players in this matchup to impact Brock Purdy, you guys were at the media party. I mentioned I ended up going to the Golden Knights game. I was excited because I'd never been to an NHL game. How and was so, it first, the game? So, yeah, so look, the the atmosphere that I was told, like, if you're going to go to an NHL game anyway, Vegas is the one to go to because it's Vegas. They, they put on a show, the pregame video, uh, and, and basically it was like a, Vegas, a true Vegas production with how they were able to go about getting you fired up for the game. And sure. they have, like, a, you know, a night that skates out on the ice and – it goes it, anyway. It was just a really cool setup, and the lights, um, and and what they do, and really all in on the the Golden Knight theme. And you know, they when when someone gets into uh, the penalty box, like they like in Go- Game of Thrones, like they do the shame, 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 which is great. Very strong. Like yeah, like lean into like that. It. So the the entire game atmosphere was phenomenal. Um, the the arena's. Fantastic too. So it, you were talking like, about going with the French. You end up just going by yourself. So yeah, initially David and Pedro. That immediately y- piques my interest. Based on yeah. So like, oh. initially I was asking you guys to go, and then you guys went to the party, and and then there was uh, another uh, media member that I'm friends with around here uh, was thinking about going, and then he, he decided not to. And so I'm like, okay, well I, I'm still going. I still want to go to my first NHL game, and so I w- I bought tickets outside the arena, and 
usually if you have one ticket or you're only looking for one ticket, you can get better seats because someone's trying to get rid of one sure. or whatever, right? And so that's basically what happened. I ended up <laughs> I, I spent a little bit more than I was planning on, but I also got way better seats and I still paid maybe half of what I should have. So I ended up with seats uh, on the blue line, like Ooh. 10th row. I, I put out a photo. They were incredible seats. And I, I sit down, and for starters, I guess I was one row too too far down. And so all of a sudden, two people come. They're like, yeah, you're in our seats. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm in row K or whatever. Like, no, that's this row J. So then the lady behind me, she's like, oh, yeah, so you, bought, you bought my extra ticket? I'm like, I guess I, I did. And she was very energetic and all this. So I, I move up one row, sit there, start talking, say what we do for a living and everything like that. And she's like, oh, and she's like, I'm a huge Mahomes fan. And she's like, the Raiders fan. I'm from L.A., but I hate the Raiders. And she says, you know, they're, they're just super trashy. But anyway, so we go through this whole thing. <laughs> I uh, guess don't give her the hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, so the, you guys really do agree on the Raiders. Good so start. So we're talking, and it reminded me of the, the whole Pedro thing from last year when you guys were at the sushi restaurant because she's like, she's like, are you going to the boxing match on Thursday night? Like, she's full of energy. Are you going okay. to the, I'm like, what boxing? She's a top rank. She's like, top, Mandalay Bay. I'm like, uh, she's like, you're going. She's like, and, and, and we you're have going. We have a party in circle That's night. what I. So I'm like, she's like, you're you're going to the after party as well. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, let me know if you have getting, have any trouble getting in. She hands me her business card, and much like Pedro and them, she's like some advisory board member. Because okay, we looked up David and Pedro, they really did have the she, job. They said her name was Victoria. She's oh, on some advisory Victoria. board, and then I looked, and she's well connected in the politics here in town. She knows the mayor. I said we're doing a party at Circa, and she goes, hey, and I forgot the guy's name. She goes, hey, hey. He's he's gonna be at Circa. Oh, he's the lead concierge at Circa. He'll take care of you. So she just knew everybody. <laughs> this whole thing. So now, if we want to go to the box or anything, should we take her up on the offer uh, after our party? She got on anything Thursday for us Friday or Saturday? I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to text her and be like, "Hey, do you have any in- ins on some parties this weekend?" Well, let's see if you can do any better than what we ended up with David and Pedro, in which we never saw those gentlemen again, and presumably never will see them again. So you can have round two. It's your turn to find okay. out whether or not a person you met. In a random situation in which you just it was, appear at an NHL game, and all of a sudden she's apparently incredibly well connected. The the so, entire row, like there, you could tell there's a lot of wealth. Okay, a lot, lot, lot uh, of wealth. She was she showed me her phone. She's like, oh yeah, the here's my my, my private driver. He's texting me about when to pick me up on Thursday. Driver. I'm like, oh okay, okay. She had like yeah. season tickets yes. to the nights. Yeah, there oh, are season those t- seats. Yeah, no, those are season tickets. Okay, so yeah, she yeah. probably does have some cash. Well, yeah, clearly. Well, I thought clearly. David and Pedro had money, dude. Yeah. They were. We were slinging sake. They were, like, buying stuff. Yeah. They look – They look. you know how people uh, – there's a difference between, like, look, I'm wearing a T-shirt right now and you're in a button-down, but, like, <laughs> this is a nice shirt. But there's a difference between <laughs> this is a nice shirt and then you can tell somebody you're like, okay, that's like a – Seven hundred dollars show. Of course. You can tell yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah. You can just look at somebody they were and be all like, very nice. "You're not just money a little bit. You're money across the board, money." They, they were they were all very very nice and asking okay. about what we yeah what we do and all this kind of stuff and and what are we were staying and that's how the whole circuit thing came up and so we'll see. I think I think it's worth a, a, a text though to see what else we can yeah, get into not? right. But no, the, the seats were great. They were in an area where like you they they were their not the club level but they were like their their premium seating. So I'm guessing she. Each game, those tickets probably she's got four. Of them. I'm guessing it's a thousand dollars a game easily. If not, uh, th- those tickets are probably five hundred a pop. So what, two grand every single game, at least. Yeah, I mean. And the bartender there is from Overland Park. He carded me. <laughs> what? He carded me, and yeah. Overland it, Park of all places. Yeah, a lot of people asking about where is she available. Uh, I believe I, I couldn't. I didn't see a ring, but I think she oh. she's also a little bit so older. She's she also a little sugar older. Mama. She's also a little bit older. She got the money to throw around. Spoil you a little she bit. She's talking about know? her kids. She was talking about her kids being my age. That's how sugar mamas <laughs> like it. They like to date people their age. <laughs> their kids can hate you because it's like she's dating this younger guy. She's using all of our inheritance money on this guy Alex from Kansas City. That's a dream scenario, really, for you. Well, yeah. I don't know about for you, but at least for somebody. I mean, look for 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 this week. I'm all about getting into as many parties as uh, as, yeah. as possible. Let's get you so a little sugar mama for the weekend. <laughs> we got to get you on the apps later, anyway. That you can look for happen. someone age appropriate if you want first. Yeah, but then later. let's set the let's set the you know the age range in a certain spot uh, that it's a little little appropriate for that. That would be true. But no, it was not a bumble date, as the text line is asking nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Just so you went to the happened, Golden, Golden happened game to sit, and the happened to sit in, in good seats, which means you were around maybe quote unquote important, you know, important people. So that that's the that's the thing. Our big game coverage brought to you by Community America. Go to Community America Credit Union, the proud exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at ChiefsChecking.com. 
All right, as we continue our Radio Row coverage, we welcome in Rich Cannon. Of course, spent many years one in of our, Say it, City. say it, one of our own. One of our one own. Of our well, own. Well, well, Rich, it. I don't want to – I mean, I'll be honest, though. They brought me back. I didn't go to the media party last night, and they brought me back this Wait, Raiders what? hat. Wait, what? They were handing them out. How is that even allowed to be on set? Well, well I, I just had thought, it in a trash can. I thought it'd be nice to give me – he did briefly have it in a trash can. You can't say that to Rich Cannon. He I at least did, played well, for both. He did. He did. Which one did you I'm, like I'm more, a tweener. I'm a tweener. <laughs> you know, I love both of them. I, you know, I, I played for four years for Marty Schottenheimer, and I was just – what a great experience. And I also played for Lamar Hunt and got a chance to, to meet Norma and spend time with them and, and obviously Clark. But uh, we won 13 games in two of the four years that I was there, 13-3. You guys know the whole story. Uh, we got to get to the playoffs. We lose to the Colts with Steve Bono. We lose to the – Broncos with Elvis Gerbach, and I'm standing there on the sidelines going, all right, let's go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. There were some great teams. So many. If you were to ask me who my favorite teammates are, like Dave Zott, Tim Grunhardt, John Alt, Marcus Allen, Tony Gonzalez, I mean, I could go on and on about all those great guys, uh, you know, Neil and Derek and, and you know, Dale Carter, James Hasty, Mark Collins, Danny Salamula. I mean, I could go. They were, they were just they were the best teams that I played on. They were so much fun. You played with Tony Gonzalez, and obviously the Chiefs continue their fantastic tight end run for a franchise with Travis Kelsey. Just offensively, how much harder is it to guard a team when they have that level of receiving threat at tight end? Well, you know, with the rule changes that, that have happened, especially in the middle of the field where you can't hit, you know, players up around the house. I mean, you know, now you know, there used to be a fear of going down the middle of the field. A lot of these guys now have no problem running down the middle of the field, and I think, you know, when you have the ability to attack in the middle of the field with a tight end and a matchup on a linebacker or safety, I mean, it is such an advantage. You think about third down, you think about the red zone, uh, you think about some of those opportunities and matchups. You know, I, I always said a quarterback's, you know, best friend is a good tight end, and uh, the Chiefs have been blessed to have great, great ones. I, I just think what's happening with Travis is really amazing. Um, it, to me, it looks like the last couple of weeks his legs are coming back. When you look at you know his explosiveness, his change of direction ability, his ability to get in and out of breaks, his creating more separation. What we haven't seen earlier in the year was his run after catch ability, which was such a big thing. I think that's starting to come back a little bit. And I think he's going to be a big factor in Sunday, Sunday night's game. We're talking to Rich Gannon here. Our guests are brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs 17-year NFL Got him right here. career. That's right. Grab some of that little official Are you a hot sauce guy? No. Like a little hot? no, neither am I. I wasn't sure if you're a hot sauce guy or not overall. But, uh, of course, uh, Cody asked you about Travis Kelsey. When you look at where Kansas City sits, though, in the, the NFL hierarchy now, and do you ever think you, I mean, they're the villains now? They're, they're the team that everybody's chasing and I guess that everybody hates now. You know, I just left the radio station over there in Boston with Scott Zolak. And, you know, for, for two decades, think about that. For two decades, the Patriots dominated the landscape of the AFC East and the AFC and the National Football League. Look what's happened in the last, you know, eight years with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's 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 utter dominance. Uh, Andy's done an amazing job. You got a quarterback that's special. Four of the last five Super Bowls, the Chiefs have been a part of. And and uh, you know, it, people don't understand how hard it is to come back after you've won a division and do it again, or how how hard it is to get back to a Super Bowl. Look what happened to the Philadelphia Eagles this year. They were ten and one at one point, and just uh, pumped the brakes and 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 had a a screeching screeching crash into a wall to finish the season I, I think it's amazing you know even in a year where the Chiefs had some issues offensively they found a way to get get hot and get right at the right time describe back to like I think you'd be a good example of it because you say four to five Super Bowls we're getting used to it in Kansas City because they go so often but when you were in Kansas City I mean it'd been three decades before they competed for a Super Bowl what was the mindset around the franchise then versus just like, hey, can we get over the hump? How hard or if that loomed over the franchise at that time? Because we're long past that in Kansas City now. Yeah, I think the difference with those teams, quite frankly, you know, in, when I was there in the 90s was the quarterback position. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, that's the position that held us back. You know, I love Steve Bono. was a great guy, but he couldn't get us over the hump. Elvis came in, another great guy, couldn't get us over the hump. And so – you know, and that's one of the reasons why I left. I mean, I wanted—I knew I could do it. And I just wanted the opportunity to do it. And for whatever reason, I wasn't given that opportunity in Kansas City with Carl and, and Marty. But, you know, you got a guy that can you, – you, you have a, a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes that's the best player, not the best quarterback. He's the best player in the NFL right now. And he has the ability to put a team on his shoulders and carry them to the finish line. He has the ability when things aren't going well around him to create and manufacture offense on his own. 
That's, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can do that. And I think that makes him so special and so unique. And I think what happens is when you're Travis Kelsey, when you're one of these young receivers, when you're a defensive player, when you know that you've got Patrick Mahomes on your team, regardless of how the game starts, regardless of what the score is at halftime, you know that you always have a chance. And that is a very powerful, powerful feeling and, and – uh, and confidence that the Chiefs play with. What's your confidence on the other side? How do you feel about Brock Purdy's game? I know that this turns into the he's a game manager versus he's a superstar quarterback part of it. With the limited evidence we have, because he still hasn't been a starter that long, how good do you think Brock Purdy is? Oh, I, Look, I get one of those votes for the NFL MVP. He was in my top five. I mean, he's had that type of season. There's, there's, I mean, just there's, there's no way around it. He, he played really well. I mean, he was a perfect 5-0 and last year coming in off the bench for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he had surgery in the offseason. He's come back. He started out the season 5 No, They went through that stretch where they went through a little bit of a struggle. He struggled against the Ravens. But he's come back and played really well. Didn't play particularly well in the first half against Green Bay or Detroit. Came back and really played well in the second half. He's, he's got to put, put four good quarters together. But he's an impressive guy. He's, he, he's never going to overpower you with his arm talent. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have that type of arm. He's only six feet tall. He has to beat you different ways. But he's very smart. He's got a lot of the qualities and intangibles you'd love at that position. Very effective quarterback within the system. You know, this whole thing about game manager, it's just a, it's just a disrespectful term that people want to throw around. We're all game managers at the end of the day. <laughs> but some have the ability to put a team on their back. Look, he did it last week. They fell behind. He brought the team from behind. Don't count out Brock Purdy. He's a really talented player. He's starting to run a little bit more in the postseason. Yeah. Is that just we, we've seen it from Mahomes too? Hey, when everything's on the line, you just do anything you can. Is that what's is that what's happening here for Brock Purdy now? I think he's an instinctive player. The, the thing that's the thing that he struggles with. If you go back and watch the tape against the Packers and and the Lions, he is only six feet tall. He's six feet and a half. Push up in the pocket, up inside, really affects him. He can't see. You can't see over the, the big the big rush. Chris Jones, if Chris Jones can push the pocket and make things difficult on Purdy, that, that, that could be a factor. You know, he's, he's, he moves well enough, but he doesn't have the great escape ability that, you know, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes has, but, but uh, he could be effective. But he's not the biggest guy, and I think where he really struggles is when you get pushed, pushed not necessarily off the edges, but up inside. That could be really effective against a guy like Brock Purdy. Well, it feels like, I mean, Chris Jones, as you mentioned, probably uh-huh. about as good as any at doing that. I I'm curious, I guess, from the player side of this, we've seen him in the postseason now come to another level, Chris Jones. And, look, I, we make the jokes because it's like, well, he's got a million dollars on the line for every game. But I don't think that that's a joke. I mean, I watched him in week 18 with a million dollars on the line play one of the more dominant halves I've seen an interior defensive lineman play in the last five years in the league. It's hard not to think about that kind of stuff when it's that amount of money, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, I don't know what – I don't know what – each individual player's motivation is I know that this guy loves football. I know that when it when it when the lights come on, he shows up and plays. And I also know this, the bigger the game, the better he seems to play. I think when you look at what he did last week against the Ravens, the push he, he can create, how disruptive he can be inside, how he plays the run. You know, I think, I think when you look at his body of work throughout the course of a season, you would say he could be a dominant player when he wants to be. He, his motor runs a little hot and cold sometimes. You know, that would be the one constructive criticism that I would have. I think he's a, a phenomenal player. I'd love to have him on my team. But, you know, like you said, he, his, his motor, you know, like you watch the end of the game against the Ravens. He, he wore down. You know, you, you, you chase Lamar Jackson around for 60 minutes. That's hard to do. But uh, I, I think he's going to be a, a real difference maker in this one. All right, before we let you go, as we're talking to Rich Gannon here on 610 Sports Radio, it is time to get your game prediction brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. How do you see this one playing out? This one's easy for me. A lot of people have been talking about San Francisco's roster. They say they've got better skilled players. They've got better personnel. I, 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 it is what it is. I, I think Kansas City's got the better defense. The 49ers have not played particularly well on defense, particularly against the run in the first half against Green Bay and Detroit. Packers rushed for over 100. The, the Lions had 140-some rushing yards in the first half last week. So uh, I really like Kansas City for a number of reasons. I think their defense, to me, is the big reason. Patrick Mahomes is the other big reason. And I, I say now that we're in Vegas, I'm not a gambling man. I don't place bets. I don't have a wager on this game. But if I had my last $5 to put on the table, I would never, and I say never with a capital M, bet against Patrick Mahomes. Why would you? How could you? The guy has, if there's one player in the NFL that you would want in a gotta-have-it critical situation, and I've asked hundreds of players on different teams, they all say the same guy, Patrick Mahomes. 
why would you bet against Patrick Mahomes? I think people are finding that out here. Close. He's 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog, Rich. So I think people are finding out pretty quickly. Uh, you don't want to count that guy out. I think there's, you know, I was talking to a casino owner the other day. And I think a lot of people were surprised when that spread came out. I know I was. I think I think there's going to be a lot of money thrown on the Chiefs here in the next couple of days. It's just one of those, if the Chiefs are underdogs, I'm putting money on it. <laughs> like, if I'm getting points and yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I'm good. I'll put some money on it and take my chances. You guys are the best. Thanks hey, for having me. Thank you. Rich Gannon, uh, of course, NFL MVP, 17-year career in, Kansas, or in the NFL with Kansas City and Las Vegas, and uh, always good to get his insight on the quarterback matchup with Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes here from Radio Row. And, yeah, the that that the spread has been pretty steady. I mean, the, the, it has. The it went down. It got closer for a minute. At one point on Monday, I guess Monday of last week, right after the, the Super Bowl matchup was known, some people thought maybe it would go down closer to uh, to Kansas City and maybe get to a pick It's not. I mean, it's, it's not going to be. It's, it, it's not going to be that. Kansas City is going to be an underdog officially by the time this game kicks off. Rich. Should have gotten an opportunity in Kansas City. We know that now, obviously, he had an MVP season after leaving Kansas City and playing for the Raiders. He is a lot like a, the quarterbacks that I lump in of, look, he was a very good quarterback. Um, they've had some good quarterbacks over the years. Alex Smith was a good quarterback. They had tried that end of veteran quarterback who's pretty good, and when the talent's all around, the stuff we say about Brock Purdy, when the talent's all around you and things go well, you can win a lot of games, Gold. But he's an example of why, like, you go for Patrick Mahomes because when you swing big and hit big, God, it's just so much more likely you can be in these games consistently. That's not even a knock on him. He, was a, he should have gotten way more opportunity here. But oh, yeah, he's we, kind we, of like he's the type of quarterback where you're like, yeah, you can win a lot of football games, but can you win Super Bowls consistently? And the answer typically is no in those situations. Yeah, I mean, we know the story with Rich Cannon and, and, oh, yeah. and obviously the wrong decision was made on the Chiefs yeah. end to, say, yeah, to, say, to say the least. And Rich went on to have a phenomenal NFL career. Now does uh, great work for CBS Sports Network, also Sirius XM uh, NFL Radio. So good to have him join us from Radio Row. And big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Don't forget, coming up around 11.30, Bobby Wood Jr. going to join us fresh off that contract. Nate Taylor still to come today. Jake Glazer, Ross Tucker as well as we're just getting started here. Day number three from Radio Row in Las Vegas. Thinking of the Raiders, though, there was a weird comment from Mark Davis about the facility usage uh, for the Chiefs. We we had Clark Hunt on yesterday, and he mentioned, you know, seeing all the the Arrowhead uh, logo around the building at the practice facility and all that kind of stuff, and Mark Davis, there was a quote uh, from the San Francisco Chronicle, and he was asked about it, and he said, quote, those players, talking about the Chiefs, those players might be leaving their business cards in the lockers, Davis said, (laughs) implying that the Chiefs players will be so impressed with the facility they might want to join the Raiders, and he takes pleasure that the Chiefs will be in Vegas knowing that we kicked their ass here on Christmas Day. Okay. That's from Mark Davis. There's a a lot of stuff there. Number one, who cares what happened in the regular season, Mark? The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. In your that, building, That's dude. all that matters. Okay, so yes, the Raiders' facility is obviously nicer than the Chiefs' facility. If that's the point he's making, sure. congratulations. You can win the offseat. Hang the banner. You know what? Put it up in a legion, Gold. One big banner. Nicest building. 2024. Congratulations across the board. Because that's all it is, dude. Hanging a banner for nicest building. Look, someone photoshopped this for me so it can look nice. But, I mean, are you kidding me? That's your argument? You think they're going to leave their business cards behind because the locker rooms are nice? The argument for doing that, when they're actually playing in the Super Bowl, like, well, we got your ass on Christmas Day. I got to be honest with you, man. We don't care. Why would we care? You know, in the immortal words of Stephen A. Smith, (laughs) we don't care. It doesn't matter. Because... They are in the Super Bowl with a chance to win their third Super Bowl in five years. Yeah, They're in their doesn't... fourth Super Bowl in five years. You think MVS is like, man, these lockers are nice. Looking for a gig next year. Well, he might be. But, well, uh, he will be. But, like, he yeah. already said he'd rather play with the Chiefs for his life. Well, yeah, you'd like that. I'm sure well, Pat. Yeah, you'd like to have Patrick Mahomes the rest of his career. I'm sure you well, would. You've had, you've had Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes so far in your career. So, yeah, I'm sure you want to stick with the uh, future if... Hall of Fame quarterback track record that you're uh, – that you're on MVS, yeah, that's fun. the example you gave. Might be the one actually. He might actually end up. That might that might be the one that player that ends up as a uh, as a Las Vegas trader. Otherwise, yeah, they're not thinking that whatsoever. They know their franchise they play for can actually get you to Super Bowls. The Raiders can't even get to the playoffs. The Raiders can't win the division. So that was just a weird comment from Mark Davis. 
Very weird. And they didn't have the – I thought the offseason from the Chargers was a lot better than the Raiders. Not that there's anything wrong with Antonio Pierce or some of the older head coaches he's bringing out. I just thought the Chargers had a better offseason. But, I mean, gosh, this division is full of victory. Like, whether it's doing a lap around Arrowhead or being like, well, we beat you on Christmas, or the Chargers being the offseason champs 10 years in a row, it's like, y'all might want to start winning a single playoff game. The Chiefs have more Super Bowl play, Super Bowl appearances than probably combined playoff wins from the Broncos, Raiders, and uh, and Chargers in the last 10 years combined. Yeah, and as the text line points out, his quote is also just wrong because the Chiefs, they got their ass kicked, yes, on Christmas Day. But it was at Arrowhead. It wasn't at Allegiant Stadium for that either. So it wasn't even in their stadium. That didn't oh, happen. Yeah. The Chiefs were at home, unfortunately, when, when that occurred. Good point by Legend on, on Twitch, by the way. He just said, you know what? Good. Thanks for the – we needed that reset to our season. If anything, you helped the Chiefs by beating them on Christmas True. Day. It's a wake-up call. Cody Ingold brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Info at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. We're still just getting started here from Las Vegas. Up next, though, one thing that we say a lot about the Chiefs and what could happen if they revert back to some old ways, the same thing could be, could be said about the 49ers. We'll get into that and uh, check in on our confidence next here on Cody Ingold. <laughs> You're listening to Cody and Gold, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, presented by Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend and save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 